Welcome to Absolute Hustlers. I'm Brooke. And I'm your co-host, Sam. And this is your invite to join us. We are two private waitresses working in the Australian sex industry. And we just want to kind of take you guys along the ride, show you what it's like to kind of be part of our lives and part of this industry and, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. The mics are on. There are hoes in this house. There are definitely hoes in this house. Hey Hustlers, so this is our first ever episode and we thought it would be a really good idea to kind of start you guys off with an introduction on who we are, how we came to be in love uh, (laughs) and um, just kind of like what brought us together and like also individually what kind of brought us on the journey or kind of got us into the industry. Yeah, Yeah. got us involved in the sex industry to start with because our stories are so different and I think it's like really important that we talk about those individual stories because no one kind of starts off doing the job just for that everyone's got their own reason yeah I think I've got a yacht story that I want to share with you guys yeah and I'm thinking maybe going along the lines of a fetish story that might be something spicy we can talk about it has Um, to do with toes FYI (laughs) (laughs) and then I think we're going to run through some misconceptions of the industry But ultimately, this is a podcast for you guys. So we really want to hear from you on what you want to hear us talking about. We want this to be a community where you guys feel really heard and understood. And that's really what we're trying to achieve by doing this. So, yeah, let's get into it. 23rd of December. 2021. That was the day we met. Yeah. And that was my first job. I had already been waitressing for like a year and a half at this point, probably maybe even a year. I like hit up this, um, company, like the agency Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And I was like, yo, like, I really, really want to get my tits out. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, they were like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Like here's like our group. They put me in like the WhatsApp group. So it's all through WhatsApp. And um, I applied for this job and it turns out that Sam was going to be on the same job. Mm -hmm. And I came all the way from Newcastle to Sydney to just go on this job because I was like, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what to wear. I don't know what to bring. But you had a can-do attitude. Yeah. I was like, I can do this. And what did I say to you? Like, remember when you were like, you got there and you got dressed and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? And I was like, girl, you've either got it or you don't. Like, there's no... And in my head, I was like, bitch, I've got this. Yeah. But there's like no handbook. Like when (laughs) girls ask us that, like, how do you do it? It's just like you're either a super social person and you're adaptable in any environment or you're not. Yeah. That's one or the other. You want to know what I wish you told me though? What? Oh, my God. Okay. So I didn't know that you had to bring a bag, right? And you weren't meant to wear your lingerie like on the job. (gasps) I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, I rocked up with my lingerie like under my clothes. (laughs) And she was like, where's your bag? And I'm like, what do you mean, bitch? You didn't tell me to bring a bag. (laughs) This is like, okay, so we'll probably talk about this like later in a different episode, but there's been a lot of industry reform lately about like um, inductions and recruiting because when you first started and when I first started, there was no guide, there was no how to, nothing, there was no, you know, these are the things that you need to know, these are the things that you need to bring. Now it's a bit different. Um, But when we first started, man, we were thrown into the trenches. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Like, where did we go? Like how... It was um, the Meriden in Parramatta, I think. Was it? 
Yeah, for it the was. first one. Yeah, yeah. It was. and yeah. it was with a certain person. The next, yeah, we can't obviously yeah. say what client it was, <laughs> but it was like he was like a pretty famous guy. Yeah, and um, we did a few hours there, and then we went to a more public venue where it was closed, and then after that, we went to another private venue that was also closed. I'm pretty sure. My first shift. How many hours did I it work? It was like fourteen hours. It was fourteen. I'm yeah. pretty sure I made like at least four thousand yeah. dollars. And you, like for some like context, guys, when I did my first shift, I was like scared as shit. I went by myself. I drove myself to the Parramatta Meriden and I did a two hour shift. I got tipped fifty dollars. And that was just for the inconvenience of this like six-year-old Indian guy that like trapped me in a room and was like, here's $50 for a blowjob. Here's 50. And I was like mortified. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> right? That was my first job experience. Okay. And here I am sitting in this fucking Meriton and this bloke, I'm sitting there literally just talking to this guy and he's like, here's a thousand dollars. And I was like, for literally no reason like oh thank you sir. and she just yeah she had it i was like damn this was not my first experience you got lucky but you did a 14 hour shift and that's crazy for your first time it was wild and i was hooked ever since yeah i was like that money that four thousand dollars that i made i was like oh my god yeah once you get a taste of it you just keep going back that's why when i meet new girls and they're like oh i'm only gonna do this for a few months and then i'm gonna kind of like drop off i'm like go you'll be back or when they're like oh i met you know this guy from like two bookings ago and he doesn't want me to do waitressing anymore and i'm gonna leave and i'm like babe you'll be back they you'll always be back. come back. They always I've come back. always came back. Yeah, me too. I know. Stronger and better than ever. Hotter than ever. <laughs> the breakup glow up, it was all being paid for. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, so why did you start doing waitressing? Um, okay. My story was like I had a three-month-old baby, so I had like literally just given birth. I was still on mat leave at the time. So I was breastfeeding. I couldn't go like back into the office or whatever. So I was like, how can I work and pay for my bills, but still like, you know, be a mom and kind of take care of my baby. The biggest thing for me is that I feel in my everyday life, I am sexualized by men all the time, whether I want to be or whether I don't want to be. I can walk down the aisle in Coles and I can have a guy look me up and down in gym gear and like sexualize me more than what I get sexualized when I'm at work. So people ask me how I do the job. That's how I do it. Because at least what I've done now is I've capitalized off that over-sexualization of myself. Now I'm actually getting paid to to really put up with something that's happening to me on a day-to-day basis anyways. And that's on period, bitch. (laughs) So I'd spend like all day during the day like pumping, pumping breast milk. And then um, when baby daddy would come home, he would look after baby um, and I would go off to work and I would work until like two, three o'clock in the morning. And that's how I was making money. Wow. Yeah. So, um, but he was like not the most, like he's a great guy, but at at the time our relationship was like not the best. We weren't in the great spot. But you know, you were young. Like, yeah. how old were you? I was, like, 24 when I had him. So I wasn't, like, yeah, the youngest. Yeah, my age. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. I couldn't imagine you with a kid now. Imagine me with a child. No. I, 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 could, I can hardly look after myself. Some people me. still can't <laughs> imagine me with a child. And I'm like, well, I've got one. And he's, like, surviving. So we're good. He's thriving. What do you mean? Thriving. <laughs> I think he's thriving. He's thriving cute. 
bossy attitude. <laughs> you. Yeah, he's me, but you. mini in a man. But yeah, so that was the situation. And he was um, just like not really up to the task of parenthood at the time, I yeah. feel. Um, and it was not doing, you know, the things that traditionally you would expect a man to do yeah. in terms of like paying bills, providing, that kind of stuff. Um, and I was like, well, rent has to get paid. I had like $40 in my account. And I was like, do I pay rent or do I buy a formula? Like that yeah. was my situation at the time. Where were you living? Um, in like a little granny flat. Like I was renting it. We were supposed to be renting it together. Um, and like my parents um, were always like super well off and I could have gone and asked them for help. You know yeah. what I mean? They were comfortable. I know you though. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm a proud bitch. I'm like, I just had, I want to do it like, on my hell own. Nah. <laughs> I, yeah, I would rather beg, plead and get my clothes off for money than ask anybody for help, which is exactly what I did. Yeah. So, um, but he knew about it. He was cool with it. Everything was sweet. We like, you know, had that conversation and he knew what I was doing and it was all fine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, eventually um, it did become a problem though for him yeah. in the end. And yeah. then he was like, well, you've got to, you know, make a decision. Is it going to be me or is it going to be the job? Here I am three years later still doing the job. Yes. And, so. Yeah. Period. That's that. Period. Period, bitch. <laughs> anyway, your story is like totally different to yeah, mine though. Yeah, mine's wild. Well, kind of. Anyways, so... Um, the reason why I started doing wage sing, right? Mm -hmm. I was with this guy and I was with him for two years. That's a bad start. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. Sorry. Go on. Girl? Yes. <laughs> Period. Um, so I was with this guy for two years and I thought like the sun shined out of his ass. Like I thought he was the <laughs> most amazing person. Cause like I had really bad. Ex, like exes before him yeah like you know what I mean I thought mm -hmm. oh my god he's so sweet he's so amazing and he still is he still is very sweet he still is very amazing and he's one of my really good friends oh yeah I know who we're talking about now yeah, yeah. yeah. shout out to him you know shout who he is we him. love him we, we love both you. love him <laughs> yeah um well so COVID hit mm -hmm. right and because I have like an autoimmune disorder mm -hmm. um I was like there's no way I'm going outside this is when it was really scary and everyone was like oh my god like yeah it's gonna be the apocalypse this that blah 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 so oh, I'm yeah. like sitting inside and I'm like I am not moving I'm not going anywhere yeah. and I think like a f something was on I think it was like someone's birthday and he was like oh like you know I'm gonna go this birthday blah blah, blah. and I was like yeah like cool it was just at the person's house mm -hmm. because obviously we weren't allowed to do anything um, so he goes and he was, and he's like messaging me throughout. And then all of a sudden, like, he just stops replying. And this, <gasps> this goes on for days. The drama, the drama. <laughs> um, yeah. So this goes on for days. And I was like, where is this guy? Like, I'm losing my absolute mind. I'm sitting in my room. Like, I didn't have a license at the time either. Mm. So the I was. The codependency was real. Yeah. Yeah. Real. And then um, I got one of my friends to pick me up because I was losing my mind. And then um, he, like, he was at his friend's house and. I didn't know where the friend lived. Mm -hmm. And so here I am, like, looking on all their Instagram stories, like, trying to figure out, like, where. Like that TikTok, you know, where you replay the same thing over and over again and you're listening in the background. You're like, bro, that's literally me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to find where this place is. I find where it is. I can't remember how I found it, 
But I, kn- FBI I know thing. I was like literally an FBI agent. They mm-hmm. should have hired me right there and then on the spot yeah. with some of the things that I was doing. PI. <laughs> so um, she ends up taking me there and I like remember this so vividly because it was just a, such a pinnacle point in my life. Like I remember walking up the driveway, walking up the stairs and they had like a window, right? And they had the blinds like open, but they were like those blinds that like go like this. Yeah. Like Venetians? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like I walk up and I just see this showgirl. Now I know like what the guy was, but mm-hmm. back then this is like the first time I was exposed to anything like this. Right. Anything. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, here she is like doing her show things like in in the lounge room. Mm-hmm. And I don't like everything's like going into a blur. Like the ears are ringing. Like I'm just like <laughs> seeing red. <laughs> it is on and I like open up the screen door and I just start booting. I start booting the, the no, door. I was losing crazy my, bitch. I was losing my mind. <laughs> Anyways, and then um I remember one of my friends was there, right? And mm-hmm. she, like I'm not friends with her now because like that hoe didn't tell me what the fuck was going on. Anyways. <laughs> the drama. You know who you are. Oh Okay. Period. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so um, she opens the door and I'm like, where is he? Where is he? Blah, blah, blah. I'm losing my mind. Mm -hmm. And then I see him like walk out from behind the the hallway thing. So he wasn't in the lounge room while this was happening. but Like in a separate, but in the house, but like in in a separate. But Mm -hmm. separate. But I was like... Just, I was too. Dis- How dare you even be there was, when that's going? You were one of those girls. Yeah, we I hate those distraught. girls now. I was yeah. so distraught. And then I remember like me losing my mind, obviously, and the um the showgirl leaving. Like she had to Did leave. Did she leave because yeah, you were because, losing your mind? Yeah. So she was like mid show and yeah. had to leave. Oh god, I know. We would hate you now. I know. Right? I know. I know. Mm. <laughs> I'm very well aware. <laughs> Isn't it so funny now when you think about the way that you see industry girls now compared to how you did then? Oh, I just like, I think that was probably one of like, one of the times where I was like, well, what's wrong with me? No. Like, I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I be as hot as that for someone? Like, Like, what do they have that I don't have? Why does he have to seek that out? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was really, and that was like, that's why now I'm like not like that Yeah. because I refuse to let myself ever be that distraught and that upset over a bloke ever, ever again. So, yeah, he um, did that. And then I think it was like a couple months later, like we ended up breaking up, breaking up. Mm -hmm. Like for realsies. For reals. Mm -hmm. And then he was heaps against like OnlyFans girls and like all that kind of (laughs) stuff. Join the club. But then, like, as soon as we break up, like, following all of them, liking all their photos. And then I just had something switch in my brain and I was like, well, if you like them so much, I'm going to become one of them. So do you feel like you did it for him or in spite of him? A bit of both. Now, looking back, like, I don't feel like that now, obviously, but looking Mm -hmm. back on it, like, I was definitely feeling very spiteful Mm -hmm. and I also wanted, like, I also, I loved him. Like, I loved him. Yeah, still do. Still do. do. And I, I just wanted to be what he wanted. Yeah. And it was frustrating me that I couldn't be what he wanted Mm -hmm. and I thought that's what he wanted. Don't you find it so crazy now that he is probably like the most outspoken person in your life currently about when what it comes you do. to this. Yeah. yeah. Like not just the waitressing, but like the potty in general, like 
exposing yourself, like not using your stage name, talking about everything that you do well, on Well, that goes platform. into like misconceptions, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like oh, for sure. of the industry. Yeah. Like he's so influenced by like, you know, what society thinks Just of us. Just worried about what everyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, exactly. You've got to let go of that. If you're going to do a job like this, you've got to just have a I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks of me attitude. And uh, you can't disclose anyone from that. Like, no. or disclude anyone from that. Sorry. Like, shouldn't give a fuck what anybody thinks your parents your brothers your sisters your friends your boyfriend whatever because this is the way like our society is going into like like sex is being more and more like sex in general it always has been though right but i feel like now because of like OnlyFans and like all that kind of stuff it's so much more like accessible yeah accessible and like people are taught they are talking about it more Mm -hmm. but they're just not talking about what we do yeah we're we're still very like hush hush whereas like OnlyFans girls they're just like out here living their best life yeah making all this money because it's like virtual right it's online so which i think a little bit is kind of more scarier me me too me too so i have an only fans right but i'm very like picky with what i put on like out there content wise like i don't have any videos i don't have any like there's no porn or nothing on that there's like some kinky photos and stuff on there like there's like nude photos i've taken one of them before and i edited yeah i know she (laughs) yeah sometimes brooke takes my content for me so and i'm like does my asshole look all right in them like Yes, it looks great. I'll just smooth it out a little bit. Yeah, like just face face up into perfection. (laughs) No. No. That's the first snort of the season, guys. (laughs) What we should do is do like a compilation episode where it's just you cackling. Oh, but yeah. So like the OnlyFans thing for me is more scary for me because I have a son and I'll, and I want to have more kids yeah. like eventually I get very scared about the idea of something being on the and I've even spoken the, about this with the Kimmy K effect yeah like even though it, you know I might make $50 off that video now if it's bought five times maybe that turns into like $200 or whatever mm. but if that is out there on the internet forever and then my kid goes to school and it kind of resurfaces somehow on, on like inter- roadblocks or something yeah, like Kim and K <laughs> my kid's just like trying to learn like two times two and someone's like is this your mom no. Yeah, I worry about that. <laughs> yeah. That kind of concerns me more. Whereas when we're doing private jobs, there's no phone. The rules are strict. Well, like man. you can have your phone, but just no photos. And like. I'm onto that shit. Like, oh, yeah, same. Guys think that you can't tell. Oh, you can tell. The I flash is on, bro. We're a woman. Do I look dumb Whenever to there's you? a camera around, we're like, okay, we gotta look good. We can sense it. We can feel it in yeah. our fluids. Like, you know what <laughs> in I mean? Our fluids. <laughs> in our fluids. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's just yeah. I guess that's just the nature of it. Um, I think that for some reason OnlyFans is so much more accepted in like a societal point of view. But really, if it's online, it's like it's okay because no one's actually touching you. No yeah. one's actually got that that like it, it's <gasps> It's the intimacy Mm. of being one-on-one with someone or or actually seeing your naked body in the flesh, that kind of thing. Um, Whereas, yeah, OnlyFans is very... It's it's all through a screen. All Porn is through a screen. screen. It's like it's like it's not really you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's where the difference kind of comes into it. But no one wants to turn around and open well, very, very few of us want to turn around and say, Hey, I'm a waitress. Why is that, do you think? I don't know. I think it's because, like you said, it's more, it's definitely more intimate and we are there to play a character. We are mm-hmm. there to flirt with men. We are there to make them have a, like, have, have a good yeah. time. And in You're selling sex without actually yeah. giving sex a lot yeah. of the time. But then, like, some girls do. Yeah. And that's another reason why those girls don't want to be known as waitress yeah. because maybe 
It all comes down to the shame stigma, yeah. right? Of no matter what you do in the sex industry, whether you're a waitress, whether you're a stripper, whether you're an escort, whether you're a um a showgirl, um or whatever it is that you do, there's this shame stigma of like oh, you do that? Well, you can't be the kind of girl I'm going to marry. Exactly. You can't be the kind of girl that's going to be a mother. You can't be like, it's it's like a glass roof almost of like, they, they put you into a category of all the things that you can't be instead mm-hmm. of looking at all the things that you are. Yeah. Like I know like so many girls, like it's, I feel like people don't understand that we are literally a character. Like mm-hmm. we are going in there not as us. Yeah. Like that it's so far fake name. Yeah. It's fake attitude. It's so far separate from the person that we actually are. Yeah. For sure. And it's it's it sounds so strange to me how we can go into this job, be this completely different person, but then on the outside, people find out we do that and they think we are that person yeah they can't so it's easy the reason why we can kind of cope with it from a mental point of view is because we are able to separate your work personality with your real life personality and then when people find out that you do it they like like you just said they can't separate those two things so they do think that you're this like really bubbly blonde dumb bitch that just wants to flirt with everyone and like you'll do whatever for a 50 that's like how people kind of associate you when they find out that you do this job they don't realize that who you are outside of work is not who you are inside of work yeah but for some reason they can do that with any other job any like other job. you think that a ceo that's like a hard ass with his like you know his team or whatever at work to try and meet all their kpis is the same kind of man when he comes home to his kids and his wife like probably not no but for us it's like no you well, you have to be the same you've got to be the same person and i hate that it drives mm. me insane <sighs> yeah well like and like going back to my experience and like how that like my ex sees me now Mm -hmm. like when he heard about this podcast it's the exact same thing he was like no like I like do you really he said to me he goes do you really want everyone knowing that you're a waitress Mm -hmm. and I was like everyone already knows I had the same conversation with my mom and she was like you know, even when it came to my family and stuff like that, you wouldn't want everyone to know that you're doing this. You wouldn't tell, like, I don't care. The, the I don't shame. Care I've made my peace with what I do and how I make my money. And I'm still happy with who I am on the inside. As so long as you're you feel, okay. As long yeah. as you're okay with who you actually are, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't you shouldn't feel the pressure of everyone else around you. And that's exactly how I feel. Like I yeah. don't feel the pressure of everyone around me. Mm-hmm. My mum knows, my nan knows. The only person who doesn't know is my dad. But mm-hmm. like he's Loki hope dad's not listening. He won't. No, he won't. <laughs> he probably doesn't even he know what be. a podcast he is. He literally but. has no idea. <laughs> he's a man of very few words and mm-hmm. he's a simple creature and he's the best but still ever. super accepting of you anyway i yeah. feel like even if he did find out loki he'd be like you do you babe he'd just be like it is what it is yeah <laughs> so i think that kind of like brings me to like a point that i really wanted to talk about like one of the main things that we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. in this first episode was like the misconceptions that we deal with on a day-to-day basis um when people do find out that this is what we do So like the first one and we put this on our Instagram story and we wanted everyone to kind of like give us their insights into like things that they have to hear from um, not just guys, not just non-industry girls, but like family members, whoever's in your interpersonal life. Like what is it that you hear from them that you feel is a misconception about the job that you do? So like the first one was it's not hard Hard work. work, Yeah. yeah. And like, bro, I like to see you get your tits out. 
for money. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, go into that scenario and be cool, calm and collected Mm -hmm. and just be, just do it. I like, there's so many people out there that can't. And that's why not everyone does what we do. Like, firstly, you're getting picked to go there out of 50 girls that may apply for that job. And then you get picked. And then the pressure is on because you've taken all these professional photos. They've been airbrushed and they've been face-apped and they've been like, you know, your waist has been cinched in and all your stretch marks bled out. You're going into a room full of racked up boys that are off their head and probably have been off their head for two days because the majority of the time that's what you're walking into. And they're going to look you up and down and judge every little thing on your body. You've got nowhere to hide nowhere to hide like your everything is on display there's no like only fans thing happening where you can kind of blur out stuff on the camera and you're and not you're, through a screen anymore yeah, you're, you're on right display in front of man faces proper shaking your ass yeah the dollars. <laughs> literally yeah and it's it's a lot um harder to do that like you have to be a very secure woman and you have to be a very fucking brave woman too because let me tell you the one of the biggest things that still shocks me to this day is i don't have I don't think I even know one industry girl that I've spoken to that hasn't either been under the threat of assault, actually been assaulted, or had something really horrible happen to her on a job job, that involved her boundaries being completely disregarded. Mm -hmm. So, like, you try walking into a situation like that three times a week and then tell me again that it's not hard work. Because it is. And you're, you're putting your safety at risk. You're putting everything at risk. You're putting your body on display. You're putting, like, you're literally giving everyone a platform to look at you and go, well, you're ugly. Yeah, literally. Like, literally. You're a shit cunt, basically. And, and, they're not, and, and those hard. men, those men aren't going to sit there and sugarcoat it for you. Like, they're mm-hmm. all fucked. Like, and they're going to tell you straight up. And married and ugly themselves, but they're going <laughs> to look at you and be like, you know, you have a stretch mark on your ass, right? It's like, yeah, no shit. I'm me. I look at myself every day. Yeah, no. Yeah. (laughs) It's very hard just to walk around with confidence when you're subjected to that kind of judgment on a weekly basis. It's very fucking hard. It's so – and, like, you know, those days where, like, I have – I remember one time I was on this job and in my photos, obviously, my hair is out, beautiful, blow dried, mm-hmm. like amazing. Yeah. And my like sometimes you can't always turn no. up that way though. Sometimes like I had to rush. like I had to slick my hair back like mm-hmm. in a tight bun and then I walked into the job and he was like, You don't look like your photos and I was like, Well And Well what's different? And he was like, Your hair and I was like yeah. I'm like, bro, like... <laughs> we get, like, ridiculed to the point right down to, like, I won't go to a job unless I've just had my extensions. Like, so what I had about my pedicures? taken out. The feet? <laughs> the oh, my feet. God. Okay, can I actually... I'm going to, like, I'm going to defer for a second and tell you guys this funny story. So... Um, I was like maybe six months into waitressing at this point. Yeah. And I went, do you know the story I'm going to tell? No. No? <laughs> okay. I went to this job, right? And it was on a yacht. Really young guys. Like young, wog, good looking guys. My type. Really. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I was going to yeah. like, I was going to start singing, but I'm not going to. No. Megan the Stallion. You know the one? Yeah. No, isn't it Sweetie? Who sings that song? I just- Anyway, anyway, I, tell you. <laughs> I digress. I digress. Um, so I'm on this boat, beautiful yacht. I think it was like the Seven Star or something. Oh, oh. And I was like, wow, well, this Fancy. is this is nice. The boys were so lovely, like really, really great clients. Anyway, this guy kept telling me that he had a foot fetish, oh. and I thought he was like pulling my pinky toe. Like, <laughs> I literally, like, <laughs> I thought he was lying, and I was like, okay, whatever, that's cool. Anyway, he asked if he can have a line like off my body. And I was like, he, like, so we call them body lines, right? Yeah. So then you've got a tip for the body lines. Yeah. Um, 
So I said, okay, so we go down into like the little bedroom and I lay down. I'm thinking he probably wants to have it like, you know, off my <gasps> legs, my, my, my ass. No. Do you see where I'm going with this? I thought he wanted to have it like off my stomach or, or wherever. Anyway, and then he goes, um, can I, can you just like prop your leg up for me? And he like, I had to put my leg up and I had to put my foot flat and he, he poured out the rack onto the back of my foot and he snorted it off the back of my foot. I, I swear I'm not lying. Absolutely then, not. Right. Immediately after, <laughs> no, it gets worse. It gets worse. Oh immediately after, he does the line, licks the <gasps> remnants, and then starts sucking on my big toe. <laughs> I had finished the silence just then. No. Oh my God. You know what? I was like, what color, I didn't know what what to color say. toenails did you have? White. Oh, of course. I wasn't in my like French petty phase <laughs> at, that, at that point yet. But he like, yeah, sucked on the toe and like it tickled. So I was like giggling and I was like, what do I, what do I even do? And then afterwards he was like, thank you. And gave me a hundred dollars. <gasps> yeah. And I was like, for a hundred dollars, I could put up with it again. You know? I love that. But yeah, people have their weird fetishes. <laughs> but yeah, that's the kind of like, you know, the kind of stuff that you see and deal with on jobs is crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like... <sighs> I remember I have a foot story, right? It's not, oh, as, it's not, as, in, it's not as interesting as you, as yours. But this guy, as soon as we walked in, he was like, yeah, I've got a foot fetish. Like, just super straight up about it. I was there. I know what story you're telling. Oh, my God. I was there. You were yeah. there? Yeah. Go on, tell the Wait, story. who else? Were you there? It was just you and me. It was a last-minute job on a Sunday, right? Was this the guy that said to you, like, I like, I like when girls give me a foot job? No, 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 no. This is like another. Maybe a story for another time. Girl. <laughs> girl. Do you remember he pulled out his phone and he had videos of girls giving him foot jobs on his phone and just started showing us. Why he do I not? Off his head why though. do I not remember this? I don't know. It was like a, ra- it wasn't that long ago. It was on a random Sunday. And was we were I, like, was I in the room when he was doing that? Yeah. We were out on a balcony. We stayed clothed the whole time. Stop. Yeah, they were so they were so nice and so sweet. We stayed they they wouldn't let us get undressed. They paid us topless rates, but they were like stay clothed, stay comfortable. And then he like pulls it out and he's like, look, look, he'd just gotten out of um jail or something yeah. like that, I think. Yeah. And he was like showing us a video and I was like, What? Oh, I remember that. Okay. I do remember that. Wow. Okay. Well, that wasn't the story that I was gonna go into, but my bad. <laughs> Sorry. So um, it was me and one of my other good girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, we came, went to this job. It was like a box or whatever. We walk in and they like all everyone knew that he had a foot fetish. Yeah. And like he knew he obviously had a foot fetish mm-hmm. and they made it very obvious. Yeah. And then like I, I think it was the best man. He came up to me and he was like, oi, like how much do we pay you for like him to suck your big toe? And I was like. Is there a set fee for that, girls? Do we know? I was like, can we get uh, some feedback on that? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> well, I was like, um, well, like, you know, like a hundred dollars is fine. And then my like friend, she was like, oh, like, mm-hmm. what? What are you talking about? Well, I told her, and she was like, oh, he can have both our feet if he wants. Ooh. And I was like, tea, golf queen, like, we love this for you. She's trying to hustle. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I get like, in on it. I was like, yeah. So it's a hundred each, and he was like, okay, like, no worries. A double tuck, so yeah. instead of a instead of a double lap dance. Yeah. He loved it. He loved every part of it. Like we took our shoes off. He like wanted to take our stockings off himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was what kind of romantic. spicy. It was kind of spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and then um yeah, we were on the pool table and he just like picks both of our ankles up and just like literally no. roundhouse no. his mouth. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, bro, like I was sitting there. I remember. I was thought like, he was going to be a gentle lover. No, bro. No. 
yeah, we were just like, oh my God. No. That's crazy. Aggressive. Like, so were you like airborne when he picked you up by the ankles? No, no. Just out, like, it was like a little Did you pull a hammy? Like, was it just, was it that aggressive? It it could have been, yeah. Like oh that it could have been God. detrimental to my to my well being and my body. See, it is hard work. Yeah. Covered the like it's not hard work one, right? Yeah. Now we asked on Instagram with the girls that do follow us. We were like, tell us why you guys think it's not hard work. And they had a few things to say. We shared it on the Instagram, but we want to share it with listeners now. So do you want to read a couple? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I'm not a very good reader, guys, so just bear with me. <laughs> um, okay. The constant being switched on and having to entertain when some clients are hard to interact with or they're hung over and don't want a bar of us, mm-hmm. even though you're being paid to be there. Bro, I just had something like that. Well, we did. We, on the, yeah, we did too. They were like the loveliest. No, they were very they lovely. They were really good guys, but they had gone up for a Bucks weekend. And so they ended up getting girls last minute on the Friday, even though they had waitresses due to come on the Saturday. Mm. And what happens every time? They go too hard on the Friday night. They completely cook themselves into oblivion. And then the next day when we rock up there, they're tired. They haven't slept. Yeah, they're fried out of their minds. They still extended us, though, so bless them. Yeah, they were they were like they they were kind of the exception. Yeah, but usually what happens is they don't want to borrow if you being there, and your job is to entertain, it's to lift the mood, it's to provide a and vibe. It's so hard when they're not being interactive with you. How no. are you meant to do that, man? It's very. And then difficult. they get annoyed. Some some of them get annoyed, not all of them, but some of them are like, why yeah. aren't you picking up the mood? And it's like, well, bro, look at what you're giving me right now. I have nothing I to work with. And I go to the extent of like I pack games in my way waitressing bag okay I have beer pong ready to go in my waitressing bag Period. I've got cards I've got a card shuffler I know how to deal poker I am prepared when I come to these events but when we do get the awkward clients so I can kind of like spice things up a little yeah. bit and if you pull out the red cups and that doesn't work I don't Game know what over. Else supposed to do. So yeah. what, what are we what are we meant to do? Like that's where I draw the line. Like that's that's when I sit down and go on my phone. No. <laughs> I'm kidding, I don't do that. But I wish Any I agents could. listening, she's joking. joking. Right, what about the next one? Um, do you want to read it? Um yes. Yeah. Okay. So this one, I believe, came in from someone in the stripping scene. Um, so she said, like it is physically hard. Hello, pole burn and bruises, and it's mentally draining. Being asked the same mundane, invasive questions over and over, plus seeing the absolute worst in some men. Yeah. Enough said, period. Period. Like, yeah. dead ass. <laughs> the pole burn, I could never. I bruise like a like a peach. Mm-hmm. I reckon this next one for me, I find quite triggering. Mm-hmm. So constantly having to say no to men who try and push your personal boundaries every two seconds is exhausting. Like side eye. (laughs) (laughs) The bargaining for a service that you aren't comfortable providing. The constant say no, but not being respected. The constant grabbing, grippling, squeezing, groping. We don't want it. We tell them not to do it, but they kind of consistently do it anyway. Mm. Sometimes you say no and men here, maybe if I try one more time, she'll say yes. Yeah, literally. And And like, don't get me wrong. Like, if you're vibing with someone, you're there to lift the mood, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're vibing with someone or like you're vibing with the crew, this, that, blah, 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 and you're dancing and then they go, oh, like, can I smack you on the ass or like something like that? If they ask. That's called consensual respect. That's why it's different because they're respecting your boundaries. They're asking you where your boundaries are Mm -hmm. and then respecting when you say no or like, you know, proceeding when you you say yes. So that's why it's different because you can tell that they're doing it to be cheeky and playful. They're not doing it because they have a secret heart on and they want you to jump on top. But like them. sometimes it it does it definitely doesn't always 
come out like that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it's sure. not always like, it's not always consensual and mm-hmm. that's what is hard about it. Like, I'm, yeah. And I think sometimes a lot of the time girls feel pressured to say yes, oh, even yeah. though they want to say no, they're yeah. like, they've been put on the spot in yeah. front of 10 other guys and maybe they're doing a solo job. Maybe there's no one else there. Yeah. And they're like, how do I even say no in this situation? So you, you might have those boundaries there and you're still being kind of forced to push them back. Because, and that's uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's well, hard. For sure. Like imagine like in your, you know, everyday life, imagine if you're driving, right? And your friend's sitting next to you like, oh, do a burnout, do a burnout. And mm-hmm. you like, how uncomfortable, like I'm sure many men I don't even have, know how to do a burnout. So. I'm pretty sure many men have been in that situation where you're uh-huh. like, oh, like, I don't know, maybe, but you want to be a, ha- a yeah. hard cunt and be like, yeah, I'm one of the boys, Yeah, you want to please the boys. Like, get a fucking grip. Mm. Like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, so the last one um, that we had, did you want to read that one? So I'll sure. just pass this to you. <clears throat> <laughs> Struggling with identity and being absorbed by my work life. My work persona lives a very exciting life whereas my personal life doesn't mm-hmm. so i feel like i'm losing myself and becoming my other persona we talked about that a little a little yeah. bit before like people not understanding that we are very good at keeping those two things separate we understand that's not everyone's experience right yeah. we have a lot of friends um or a lot of girls that we've spoken to that really struggle to kind of they get to this weird place where it's like they can't separate the two and they kind of cross over and then yeah. it's very hard to like even identify with yourself anymore Mm -hmm. at that point Mm -hmm. so very hard it is very hard like you know I feel like a lot of people would argue that us coming out so publicly and doing a podcast Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff would be be us struggling with that but you know I don't think so like I know I know (laughs) I know myself well enough to know Mm. that the person that I am at work is so much different to the girl that I am day to day and I switch it off the second we get into that car but you're a mom I feel like you can do that Mm. like you can do that really well I got 10 personalities as it is ask my boyfriend man he'll tell you (laughs) I you know sometimes when I'm like oh that must have been your other girlfriend he's like I don't need another one you have 10 (laughs) personalities <laughs> I've got my hands full with you, girl. Like, you tell me. I'm dead. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, do we have any more on there? I don't think so. No, that's it. Um, so just off the back of that, um, we really want to make sure that we're kind of creating content that's interactive with our audience as well. So, um, we are going to be doing a segment called Hustler to Hustler. They are going to be like, um, kind of shorter episodes, but it's just going to be like an opportunity for you guys to give us. us. Tell us all the tea, all the drama, all the (laughs) gossip, all the, you know. We want to hear all of it. Like the good, the bad, the ugly. We want to hear your funny stories. We want to yeah. hear like obviously only things that you're comfortable with. It's all going to be anonymous and anonymous, we shared yeah. anonymously. Um, but we just want to hear from you guys. Um, like, you know, when you've had good times, bad times, things that you kind of struggle with or even like more so things that you want to hear us address. Yeah. Like if you have questions, like if you have questions for us, Hit send us them up. in. Like we want to we want to answer those we questions. We want to deep dive That's why into we're here. It. That's why we're doing the damn thing. Yeah. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on episode one. It was a pleasure. It was a wild ride, actually. <laughs> I think we covered more than what we thought. Yeah. So in future episodes, we are going to be covering um, some other interesting things. Um, and we're going to kind of uh, fixate on like our relationships, our interpersonal relationships and how our job has directly affected those. So with parents, partners, all that kind of stuff. So that is still yet to come. Yeah. And you can um, find us on Instagram and TikTok. So our Instagram is Absolute Hustlers Podcast. And mm-hmm. then I had to change the TikTok one. Um, I hate when the username is taken. Yeah, like oh. you have to. And like it couldn't be too long. Let's so pay for it. We'll message true. them. And, yeah. 
We'll buy well, it. On, we'll hustle them. <laughs> <laughs> on um, TikTok, it's Absolute Hustlers Pod. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, yeah, follow us on all the things. Um, all subscribe the to all the things. All and the things. Um, catch us next week for another episode of Absolute Hustlers. The hoes are now leaving this house, but thank you for joining us. Bye. <laughs>